0: We know that attention is super valuable, right? And that's like probably the most valuable currency today because think about it, like money is infinite. We can always print more money, but people's attention is limited. Yep. You know, like how many hours a day do you have time to watch content like this? And so if you say you have three hours a day to watch content and just consume, it's not that you watch YouTube for three hours. It's like you're competing with Netflix, YouTube, TikTok, you know reading a book whatever discretionary time that you have is limited and so how do you compete for that time like that's what the big that's the big race right now
1: my name's is moore host of living the red life podcast and i'm here to change the way you see your life in your earpiece every single week if you're ready to start living the red life ditch the blue pill take the red pill join me in wonderland and change your life Guys, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Living the Red Life. Uh, I took over Ryan's studio, so different theme, a little less red, but amazing content as always. Ryan, welcome. It's great to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed I didn't bring all the red pillows and stuff for you, but- <laughs> we'll short notice, right? Yeah, Thank but you. it's all good. So. so Ryan's become a close friend and someone that we swap a lot of ideas, we bounce stuff, we have controversial discussions about organic paid and the future of growth and what we're up to and someone that- pushes me to be better. I you know, I always say at this level it's hard to be around people doing great things and pushing you. Um and I'm so grateful we got to connect and it would be great to summarize your journey in a couple of minutes for people that don't know. I most people know who you are, but if they don't, it would be be great to summarize that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the quick version is, you know, I started out as a baseball player, had no dreams of being a social media guy or a real estate guy. You know, I just was playing baseball. Um got drafted by the Oakland A's in twenty ten. I was not making much money as a minor leaguer, so I had to get side hustles and different things. So I became a realtor, realized I hated that. I was a substitute teacher, hated that. Started flipping couches and that made a lot of money. Yep. Well, a lot of money for me at the time, but uh, you know, realized I didn't want to do that. And then I finally found house flipping in 2015. And so that was kind of like the big turning point in my life. Um, I'd saved up about $10,000 from flipping couches and I was like, all right, I'm going all in on flipping houses. And so I maxed out my credit cards for 50 grand. And, you know, sure enough, the first flip went well, made 25 grand, just kept rolling money back into the next deal, into the next deal. And, you know, soon enough, after three years, I'd become a millionaire through flipping houses. And, you know, as time went on, we just kept flipping more and more and we flipped hundreds of homes. And um, that led to other businesses. You know, we ended up buying apartments. I started a tax firm called True Books. Um, We got into the digital space like you. And, you know, lots of people were asking me, how do I flip? How do I invest in real estate? And so we ended up, um, helping them out that way with Wealthy Investor. And then, um, sure enough, uh, I got into social media in about 2020, which is where our debates come from mm-hmm. because, uh, I didn't use any paid ads at all for years. I didn't retarget. I didn't do nothing. I still like do it very bad, but, uh, you know, organic has been the backbone of growing all of these businesses. And it's been pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, I love that. And I think, you know, we talked offline, but you had really amazing growth in the last few years. I want to dive into the organic side. I want to dive into your journey, the real estate side. And, you know, our whole theme of the podcast is living the red life, which is uh, taking the red pill, building the life of your dreams. You've, I I think, done a great job of doing that. Right. And you just like a lot of us, Started with nothing, right? I started yep. with I as a personal trainer. You started, you know, obviously high success in sport, but not financially, right? Nope. So, so let's talk about, you know, I'm the paid ads guy. I see you as one of the top organic guys, like the way you create content and how quickly you've grown. I we spoke offline zero to 10, over 10 million in three years, right? Yep, yep. Um, so that's awesome, that's amazing growth. Most people can never do, most people never get to 10 million, right? And yep. uh, more capital, my firm, we started, as COVID, we actually launched a, a challenge which started that and I left my agency behind. So similar projections and growth uh, you know, trends for us both, but two opposite ways, right? So, mm-hmm. so summarize for us the journey and the organic and how you got to 10 million so quickly organically.
0: Yeah, you know, I had already realized social media was important um, early on. Like, I had Facebook back in when it first started, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, in college. But uh, 2016, I started just making Facebook blog posts, and it led to a lot of success. Um, I was starting to raise money and getting deals, and it was great. And then about 2020, when COVID hit, um, I really started to look at the landscape. And I saw these influencers and these YouTubers making millions just talking about real estate they didn't have coaching programs they have anything i'm like how are these guys they don't even do real estate that much and instead of being a hater and like other people are i was like you know what i can make videos like i think i could be good at this and so um i just started studying content and how people did it and what made it successful and i started just putting myself out there in, in every way you know back then TikTok was like not this big thing yet reels didn't exist shorts didn't exist and I was like I think this short form thing is going to be huge so I started mastering getting good at short form videos and sure enough it did it became massive and you know that year um you know I I started going full-time and making content I had you know no YouTube subscribers I ended up with like 75,000 I had no TikTok I had like 400,000 at the end of the year Instagram I had you know, that was the only platform I had and I had like ten thousand starting out and I don't know even what I ended up at, but it was like over a hundred thousand and, you know, by the end of twenty twenty, people knew who I was. Yep. And, you know, I just kept it going. I kept learning. I started a podcast and just kept getting better and better at making content on all these platforms. And, you know, now for the last three years, um, it's been pretty crazy just because uh, you know, so many entrepreneurs and real estate people ask me every day of like, dude, like, what should I do? How do I start doing this? Like, you know, we're looking
1: for ways to drive Lead Star business. And I'm like, dude, organic's the best. So the, a lot I wanna pull out of this, right? So um, one thing I noticed you said is you found Shorts and like you latched onto that maybe early. So would you say one of the keys to success is looking at those new initiatives, the social platforms launch and getting behind them quickly? Or would you say it's more that you were just a great fit for short content and went all in? I think anyone can do short form content. But yeah, I think
0: the earlier you catch a trend, the better, right? Because there's less people on it. And so today it's a lot harder to grow on TikTok than it was three years ago. Are you looking for new trends every week, a month
1: now? Like what's the next thing?
0: Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm friends with so many of these content creators. and, And I would call the content creators different than the entrepreneurs that I know yeah of course yeah. you know like you're an entrepreneur who's now making content yep, yep. I, I I have a lot of circles of guys who are content creators who are trying to figure out how yeah, to be you entrepreneurs do opposite, right? yeah, yeah. They the millions of followers but don't make the tens of millions of dollars right so I kind of sit in the middle of both sides and you know listening to the content creators I'm always trying to figure out hey what's next what what is YouTube changing that you guys are seeing? Because you guys are studying it way more in depth than I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's yeah. their whole business and life. So, so leveraging their skill set and then kind of compacting all. Pretty much. I just listen. I'm like, yeah. all right, what do you guys see? Because I can see things on my
1: end too, but just to reaffirm yeah, it. As they geek, out on it 15 hours a day, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I teach my staff the the who, not the how. Right. Yep. Because I, for many years, I would figure out the how. Whereas I'm like, who can I pay now? Pay five of them $1,000. Hey, do a phone call. Yep. And it's like, okay, got this, got this, got this. Here's the SOP, let's go. Yep. right. So so new trends is important. What else would you say? What are a couple more key things for organic and like building a really strong brand online?
0: Um. So the way I teach it now is very entrepreneur-based and I assume that most of your following is entrepreneurs, yep. right? Yep. So for us as entrepreneurs, uh, we don't have a lot of time. So the key is getting maximum exposure in the least amount of time. And so for me, I release about 50 pieces of content a day, and it takes me about 10 hours a week. So when you think about that, you're like, man, dude, this guy's releasing a lot of content with very, I don't want to say minimal effort because it's hard work, but minimal time.
1: You build a process now.
0: Yeah, we have a really good process, and what we're really good at is filming content like this and turning it into so much content across all these platforms. So I think that's key. Number one for entrepreneurs is like getting maximum exposure out of like one piece of content. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, I think thing number two, I would say is, and this is kind of a controversial one because you want to be known for a certain niche, but you also need to be broad enough to bring people in. Yep. So, For example, when I got started out in content, I just mainly was like, hey, I got to be known as like the top house flipper. If people know me as that, as the guy who flips a lot of houses on YouTube, great. But in order to have them find me, unless they're only searching for house flipping, nobody's going to find me, Mm -hmm. right? And I do want those people, right? Because those people are going to be ones who buy my coaching program and other stuff. But how do I get new eyeballs? And so that's where going broad comes into play, where you talk about, side hustles and things that yep. anyone can yep. like. Yep. It's where you, you know, get that this is why the biggest guys are so successful because they talk about politics and they talk about yeah, general stuff, right? these yeah. general broad topics. Yep. And so for me, um, I, I always tell people like, when you're getting started, you need to have a blend of content that's niche specific, but broad specific. Now the broad stuff needs to also so relate, somehow pull in,
1: right? It needs to relate to what your niche is. That that was literally the biggest thing for me a year ago. I realized this, cause I became like this big fish in a small pond, which is Facebook ads, right? Yep. And funnels. And then I'm, very few people are looking for that. Yeah, but everyone knew me pretty much in that space. So it was good. And that got me to 10 million. And then I'm like, okay, to go to a hundred million, I don't think I can do it here. And I talked to you offline, like, so we started the red life. And now it's like how to make money on the internet with becoming a freelancer, which is where I started two yep. years ago, or how to launch a digital digital course, which is what I did 10 years ago and made my first million. And that's got that much broader appeal. And I think real estate's a perfect one, right? Because everyone likes real estate and yep. wants to do real estate. And then obviously a lot of them fall off and some of them get really into it. And then they're going to join your big coaching programs. So it's awesome to hear that from you and like see that because that was for me the missing link and then it clicked one day and now I'm like, okay, now I got it. And, and it's this last year's exploded for us. Mm-hmm. So 100%. That's, yeah, that's validation of that for sure. Um, So so next question, what do you see is the future of um the content and the platforms? Are there any platforms coming up that you're watching or do you still see Instagram, YouTube, like the big ones?
0: You know there's there's always just new ones that are always coming out, so like Clubhouse was big for yeah. a minute, right? It is. yeah, and then um, be real is like a new one that right. people are talking about and doing. um, you know, Twitter kind of copied Clubhouse and made spaces, and now spaces are really interesting. I'm about okay. to actually go on spaces here in about an hour after the show because i'm I'm basically starting like a weekly talk show on spaces called oh, Wealthy Wednesday, okay. and you know, I think as a content creator, you gotta constantly be adapting to what the platforms want, right? So if Twitter's going very spaces heavy and saying, hey, we're gonna reward people who continually do spaces, yeah, exactly, yeah. then you know we gotta do spaces if I wanna grow my Twitter, yeah. right? Um, Instagram made a thing maybe like a year ago where they were like, hey, just so you guys know, we're not a pictures platform anymore. I know that's what we've been the last 10 yeah. years, but we're a video platform, short form yeah. videos so it's like if you were just stuck on you know instagram's thing the last year 10 years of being
1: like oh well i want to be a photographer it's like well they don't care about you anymore yeah, yeah, yeah. So i'm going to just highlight what you're saying because i know what i do this too but like what, correct me if i'm wrong but what you're saying is their algorithm really pushes towards whatever they want to push so if you're one of the first on it they basically give you way more exposure than a normal post because they're trying to self-fulfill their prophecy of growing that new initiative, right? And yep. you always watch for that. Is that correct? Yep, just 100%. Saying, yeah. Right. I remember when they first released Reels,
0: nobody was doing Reels yet. And I had all these old TikToks that yeah, that like, are Reels. And I was like, well, let's just post them on Instagram and see what happens. And my Instagram exploded. That's how my team found you. Yeah. Okay. And then they sent me and I'm like, I don't know this guy, but yeah, I love his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that was it because I was already big on TikTok, but Instagram hadn't had reels yet. Yeah. And so I was like, repost them. And sure enough, Instagram went nuts because of that. So, yeah, I think you got to be paying attention to the current platforms and what it is they're promoting. YouTube has had multiple periods where they've been promoting shorts. They're like, hey, we want people to post YouTube shorts. All right. Well, if you do that, they're going to reward you. Um, Well, They're they're battling at the top too, right? Like with all the new, like against each other. They're all battling and they're all basically becoming versions of the same thing. Yeah. Right? Like that's what they're doing. And, um, you know, one thing that is interesting that uh, one of my podcast guests told me and I never thought about was like, we know that attention is super valuable, right? And that's like probably the most valuable currency today because think about it. Like money is infinite we can always print more money, but people's attention is limited. Yep, You know, like how many hours a day do you have time to watch content like this? And so if you say you have three hours a day to watch content and just consume, it's not that you watch YouTube for three hours. It's like you're competing with Netflix, YouTube, TikTok, you know, reading a book, whatever discretionary time that you have is limited. And so how do you compete for that time? Like that's what the big that's the big race right now, and so if you know, we we always think in like the the little box of like, all right, well, you know, they'll watch Rudy's podcast, they'll watch Ryan's podcast, they'll watch. It's like no, they won't. They just don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. So it's like they can't watch everyone's stuff. Yep. So you got to really stand out and give them just different ways to watch you. And so that's what I think we've done well. Where it's like, dude, if you're really about me and everything, you can watch my hour long podcast. But you can also watch me for 30 seconds, too, and
1: still stay, you know, connected. When I think mean the hour-long stuff is, like, you get your best customers and you most loyal Oh, a thousand people. percent. And thousand. I see YouTube's the same. Like, YouTube's, like, the big thing I've never done. And it's probably one of my bigger regrets. And we were talking to Sam about that, too, right? Like, yeah. all in on YouTube now. And I, and I get it because it's, like, spending an hour with you. Plus, it's the TV element. It's, like, watching a show, right? Whereas Facebook ads is very transactional. And those, like, you know, those fans of mine only become loyal when they buy something and then go through a program. Yeah, nobody becomes a
0: fan through watching ads, right? Like, they have to become a customer to your point. Whereas, you know, I have lots of fans who have never bought anything from me, right? Like, we were just at 10X, and I don't even know how many times I got stopped within literally, like, three minutes of just being out there and like, dude, we love your content, I love your YouTubes,
1: and, you know... They, they've never well some of them bought stuff from me yeah. um, but many had it well I actually counted so on our walk out uh-huh. we had 20 people about pop 10 and 10 come up to us and 20 people in like 4 minutes yeah so anyone listening that's the power of influence right like we're at someone else's event we meet in the hallway to come here and in 5 minutes we have 20 people come up to us to do photos which they're now all reposting to their fans mm-hmm. right and their followers and their friends And like, I want to transition because you mentioned this and it's what I teach a lot of now, like the future of wealth creation in my eyes is the ability to influence and hold attention and create impact through the internet, right? That's what the red life's about, building wealth with the internet. Um, And I think you kind of alluded to it, right? The attention side. So if someone wanted to grow influence, gain attention, grow a following, how would you say they start? (laughs) <laughs> I'd say join my coaching program, but uh,
0: other than that, you know, I think there's a lot of ways to start. Um, I think number one though, you do like you you already know and teach. You you have to know what you're doing, yeah. right? Because if you're just messing around and trying things and throwing spaghetti at the wall, it's not going to work. Yeah. And if you're lucky, you might figure it out over a long period of time versus just like going straight to the source and learning. Yeah. So um, that's that that would be number one. Get into coaching, whether it's mine or anyone else's. But number two would be like, the thing we teach our students is the progression of, you know, a customer or a follower, right? Because ideally you'd want your follower to become a customer of yours. So for me, I look at shorts, short form content under 60 seconds as like an advertisement. Like I don't expect people to necessarily buy from me from that if that's all they've seen from me, but I expect them to now become aware of me, right? It's just marketing. And it's the easiest way to get views. It's how you can get your face known.
1: So this is like a content funnel.
0: Yep, this is a content funnel. And so you start off with short form as the gateway to getting people aware of you. So that's why I always focus on that first. That then leads to what I would call medium form, which would be a 8 to 15 minute YouTube video, right? Somebody watches an 8 to 15 minute YouTube video. There's a good chance that they want to buy something from you, right? If they buy enough of them. Well, medium form ends up going to long form which would be a 30 minute to an hour long podcast or even longer and it's like once somebody starts watching those they're really bought in right but most people would never find you organically on a podcast it just doesn't work that way yeah and how are you going to get there right so it just doesn't happen that way you have to first start with getting them in through short form to medium form then to long form so that's what we teach And so once you understand how the game is played, it's like, okay, well, how do I do this, right? Well, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about entrepreneurs needing to be extremely efficient. And so one of the best ways to do it is like, okay, well, if we film an hour-long podcast like this, why not chop this up into, you know, three YouTube videos that are eight minutes long and then chop, you know, seven good shorts out of this, you know, 60 seconds or less, Reels, shorts, TikToks, whatever you want to call them. And then boom, one hour long video just gave you 10 pieces of content, which could be enough content for a week for many people. It's like, yep, you know, you can go watch my three YouTubes. You can go watch the hour long podcast. I've released a reel every day. Like that's, and it took me an hour of work
1: whoa 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 wait a second before we go into the rest of this episode i'm going to interrupt abruptly and just to ask you one big favor i hope you're getting a ton of value a ton of knowledge i hope you're getting some breakthroughs from myself and the guests and i want one thing in return what i would love is for you to subscribe and leave a review the reviews and the subscription grows the podcast it allows me to bring you even better guests it allows me to invest even more time and money So that's, I love that as like a content strategy and plan. How do you find like your thing though? Like how can you, if someone's trying to figure out what's my thing, my theme, right? I got the red theme money on the internet, ads marketing. How do you figure out your thing? Um, you know, I think it goes back to
0: reverse engineering what your desired outcome is, right? So if you have a business already that's, um, an ad agency right you would say okay well my desired theme is that either a i want customers to use my ad agency or if you're trying to teach ad agency then it's like all right well i want you know agencies to buy from me and whatever right so you start first with the avatar of the person that is going to buy from you right assuming you have a business if you have no business no phone then like you got a whole bunch of other things you got to figure out like the world is endless of what you could choose but let's just say you already have a business Well, now what does that avatar your customer look like? Okay, great. What kind of content do they watch? How can I add value to them that is relatable to my business as well? And so, you know, if you were an ad agency, I would say, okay, who's my target demographic, right? Well, who do I run ads for? Maybe you run ads for roofing companies and service-based companies and all this stuff, right? Well, I would make content for that specific niche. And I'd be like, hey, if, you know, here's how a roofing company can, you know, 10X their revenue. Yeah, a local business marketing and Yeah, exactly. And so your content would be based around that if that's what you want to do. And so, like, for me, my content early on was always um, around, you know, teaching people how to flip houses because I wanted them in coaching programs for that. Now I do content on how to make content because we have coaching program for that. I'll do content on apartments and things and showing people like, hey, here's an apartment we bought to get them to invest
1: with us. Yep. So you got to think with the end in mind, and that's going to help dictate your plan. So if, you, if you've if you got no like actual business right now, forget about that part, figure out your business, business model, what you're passionate about, what you want to do with your life kind of thing, right? Yeah. And then if you've got that part figured out, which hopefully most of you do, then the second part is like hey, what am I selling as the ultimate thing and then reverse engineering how someone would go through that that funnel, right? Yep. Or, I mean, that's the way entrepreneurs like us think.
0: Yeah. But, you know, the content okay, creators I know, yeah, the yeah, way yeah. they think is like, I want to make content about what I like what I and then if it works, let me then make a business around yeah, yeah, this. Yeah, that's yeah, how they yeah, think. It's, yeah, it's so that, that could work. Look, if you're that good. So, for example, I'll give you a guy. I, I just started playing pickleball. Um, I, I, built a pickleball court in my new house. It's, it's amazing. And, um, he was like, bro, I freaking love pickleball. I want to make content about pickleball. Okay. And I'm like, how do you plan to monetize it? Like, I mean, beyond just like getting pickleball sponsors, it's and... fast growing that sport I know, sport but I'm like, how would you monetize? Like, you got to think about this from the full game plan of it of like, okay, if you do make, let's just say you do blow up and you become a pickleball influencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah what, what can you sell that supports all this? Because being a content creator on its own is not enough. Like, you know, there's a reason Mr. Beast sells Feastables and Beast Burger, and he's got all these different companies because even though he did start out as a content creator and that's all he cared about, he now knows like attention's valuable. So he's got to use it. And if he wants to get better and grow even more, he needs to make more money. Yep. And so these businesses help them do
1: that. It's a flywheel. Yep. So it's like, and it's always, I think like the grass is always greener on the other side kind of thing, right? The content creators are like, oh, you make all this money with your coaching programs and you got it all figured out. And then those entrepreneurs are always like, if I had 5 million YouTube followers, I'd be making 50 million a year, 20 million a year. And I don't have to run Facebook ads. Yeah. And my net would be way higher. Yeah. 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 So it's like, it's always like grass is always greener and. And that's why, like I was telling you, we've actually started partnering with the celebrities that have the organic and they don't have my skill set, which is building products and systems on the Internet. Right. So uh, last part of the, the show, you know, the red life's about building your dream life, building wealth with the Internet. Right. You've been a great example of that from pro sport to building a dream life on the Internet. Would you say this is a better life than, than what you had in pro sport or just? Oh, yeah, dude, I. You know, I look back
0: at this. I got to play pro baseball for eight years. So it was very difficult. I mean, even as a guy who wasn't making money doing it, but even if I had been making the same money I make now, let's just say I made the same, um, the life I have today is significantly better. It's significantly um, more meaningful, right? Because when I think about playing baseball, Um, At the end of the day, even though I love the sport, it it was a very selfish endeavor and that it's like, what does me playing baseball really do for the world? Sure. It's entertainment Um, versus what I do now changes
1: lives. Yeah. We were there at 10X and we were both getting fans up that like, dude, you've changed my life, your content, right? Yeah. It's no better feeling. Yeah. No. And that's for me,
0: you, you know, baseball can't ever be that. And so, yeah, I think What I do now is significantly better. Um, I think I can do it forever, too. Sport has a lifespan. Your shoulders give out. Yeah. (laughs) You get old and you're done. I mean, I'm 33 now, so, you know, the careers don't last much longer than that. A lot of our celeb clients are athletes, athletes, ironically, ironically, right? Yeah. And look, now they're looking to do what we do. What we do, yeah. Because the sport is over. Yeah. So, yeah, I think... um, I, I think anybody can do what we do on the internet. Um, I think that everyone should build influence. I think that you can make a drastic change in people's lives. You can make a lot
1: of money doing it and you can do it for a long time. Uh, and what would you say are some of the, I think mean, we ignore this maybe a little, like we're super successful, big teams, but we've probably gone through a lot of crap to get here. A lot of failures, a lot of uh, people would quit along the way and give up. Yep. What are some of the mindset things that got you here today and got you so successful?
0: You know, I I always relate back everything to baseball. We've talked about it a lot on this podcast, but everything that I have mindset wise was developed there. Yep. You know, I think that baseball is an interesting sport where if you fail seven out of ten times, you're an all star. And yeah. so we say that with funnels. Actually, we use the baseball energy. Yeah, yeah, and it's true. Like I got so used to being like, oh yeah, I got out. Whatever. Like I'm I'm gonna get them next time. And you get used to failing a lot. And even with the, the pro side of the game, you get used to competing and business is competition. And you get used to being judged, right? Like I'm constantly being judged by my coaches, by evaluators, scouts, um, the fans, right? You, you go play a game in front of 5,000 people yeah. and you, you suck. Everyone saw it. And so I think it's an interesting thing where my mind and everything got so hardened from baseball. And that that's not even to mention all the other stuff that that's just like the game itself. You also don't see that, you know, in 140 game season, you play it in 150 days. So you get 10 off days mm-hmm. in that amount of time. Yeah. And you got to be at the field, you know, five hours before the game starts. You've got to go work out. You've got to ride buses freaking at least a couple of times a week to a new city. You got to stay at motels and crappy places you got to be with all these players who you don't know, who are from other countries, other walks of life. Yeah. You going to have fights. You're going to have disagreements. And it's just like business like, when you start traveling and going to a band. hundred percent, right? Yeah. And so, like, I experienced all these things as a baseball player. And, you know, as baseball players too, business people don't necessarily take it as serious, but you got to stay in shape. You got to be strong. You got to, like, there's every element of basically being a human, as an athlete, you have to be extremely good at it. Health-wise, mental game, you know, relationships, everything. So yeah, I mean, in businessman, I I, I understand now having
1: hindsight of like why God put me through all those years of baseball to prepare me for this. Build that resilience. Yeah. So last two questions around the red life. What was your red pill moment? when your life changed or you made the decision to change your life? I've
0: had a few of those different moments. Um, One, which we touched on earlier, was during COVID when I was uh, just like, man, dude, what am I going to do? And I just like had this epiphany of like, dude, I can make videos and do this. And that greatness is this today. Yeah. All of it. Because Yeah, three years later, just like that moment was crazy. Um, And then the other one was one I mentioned earlier too in 2015 when I finally... Realized, like, dude, I'm not going to keep just doing these side hustles and things the rest of my life. I got to take a risk and do this. And so, you know, taking the risk and maxing out my credit cards and doing a super risky house flip and like just going for it and it working out and just being like, wow, I just made $25,000.
1: That's more than I've ever made. Ever. I love it. Yeah. I, I remember, I'm interested if you do. COVID hit. I was running my agency. I already had a new CEO from like a few months before because I was ready for my next thing. And I was doing stuff with Ty at the time. And then um, I did a new challenge, like a 30-day quarantine challenge. And I remember walking back with my dog, planning the challenge. I got home. I rang on my team. I said, hey, we're building this funnel today. We're launching it tonight. I wrote the copy. They design coded it. We launched it at 8 p.m. I woke up, started my ads for it that night, woke up and I had done $6,000 overnight on the funnel. And that was my, like for this new part of the business, going back into education courses for myself, because I did that in fitness, did agency, then came back. That was like my red pill moment for this. And then we did 4 million that year from zero, then 8 million, and then we'll probably do 20 million this year. Hmm. So, but I still vividly remember that day. Do you remember any of do you remember that day like when you made that conscious decision and went all in or was it like a 2 3 month process of transitioning well on the the house flipping side
0: it was definitely a moment like okay. my wife and i were on our 1 year anniversary and you know we got married young my wife had just turned 21 and so we were a broke young couple she's in school so she wasn't even working and i just remember on our 1 year anniversary in new orleans um i was praying and i was like god you know, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life. Like baseball's not looking like it's going to work out. Um, real estate at the time had not worked out being a realtor. I was flipping couches. That's the only thing I was successful at. And I just remember praying. I was like, God, I know this is not, I'm not going to flip couches the rest of my life. Like (laughs) what, what am I supposed to do? Like, I know I have talent. I just don't know where to harness it and and put it towards. And sure enough, I, I got this, uh, like vision and I turn on the T V and it was like this commercial saying, You could flip houses today for no money if you attend our seminar and all this stuff, right? And I was always a skeptical person. I'm like, that's a scam. And I just felt like this internal calling to look more into it. So I looked more into it and I just started Googling and all of a sudden I see this thing about flipping houses and this website called Bigger Pockets. And yeah. um Yeah, I started reading the forums and You know, I get one of these books and like literally read the book in a day. I was like, holy crap. Like, you can actually flip houses with no money. I was like, this is nuts. And like, it just clicked. And I remember telling my wife on the anniversary, I was like, babe, we're going to flip houses. And she's just like, how? Like, we don't have any money. And I'm like, there's these things. couches. I can do it with houses. Well, no, the thing was, I always knew I could find deals. Deals were never the problem. I was always a hustler. The problem was money yeah, i just was yeah, like yeah. i need like hundreds of thousands of dollars i got to save up there's yeah, was like a limited belief slash lack of knowledge right? i just didn't know and i had a limiting belief yeah, yeah. and even when i was a realtor in 2010 i always knew i could find good deals yeah. but it took me five years to flip my first house because
1: of those things and so that was that was the moment it switched good i love it so anyone listening look use that as like we've had our moments several times created amazing businesses look for the sign, find something you're passionate about, something that motivates you, something that you can think that's successful and go all in, right? Would you agree the go all in parts are big parts? You have to go all in, you know. I uh, maxed out the credit cards. If it didn't work out, I don't know when it, you know, it was like, I was you know, going bankrupt. What like, says so here here, we've had lots of those old shit moments. Yeah, like, this is it, right? And you win some, you lose some, but generally it's like gambling. I mean, you come out on top more times than you fail, and here we are. So, yeah, hey, Great episode. Any final things for people ready to start living the red life? They want to take the red pill. They want to build that dream life. What would you say to them? Yeah, I would say you just got to take
0: a risk, man. I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't like where your life's at today, um, you can't just keep doing the same thing, right? The thing you can do is stay there. Yeah, and you can't just think like a little adjustments yeah. all you're missing. You're not missing a little adjustment.
1: <laughs> you're, you're missing a complete change yeah, in most cases weight, it's like hey just cutting out dessert ain't gonna fix it no you gotta go to the gym eat salads like yeah it's big lifestyle change huge lifestyle change yep. now once you're where you're at then yeah some tweaks That's and
0: things tweak. are what what gets you to the next level
1: good well go all in take the risk we've came from very different backgrounds so like pro pro sport to f- couch flipping to house flipping to yeah. business flipping soon right yeah yep, the they're doing that you yep. so Dude, it's been amazing, like, this last year becoming friends with you and spending a lot of time with you, and I appreciate our debates over organic paid. If anyone's wondering, the summary is, I think we both agree a combo of both is really good at the end yep. of the day. combo of both is great. Um, But, yeah, I, I, this was awesome. Thanks for letting me take over the studio. It's fun to be here. And, guys, check him out, like, for real estate, for content creation, organic, someone I look up to, a close friend, and appreciate your time. Appreciate you, bro. Thanks for coming. <laughs>